Backstage Pass is made possible by Mauer Productions on Stage, producers of the classic musical Men of La Mancha, opening Friday, February 6, 2009, at the Kelsey Theater in West Windsor, New Jersey. Hello, and welcome to Backstage Pass, the podcast that provides a behind-the-scenes look at community theater in central New Jersey. I'm your host, Dan Mauer. Welcome to part two of our discussion on children in theater. My guests again are Suzanne Trani McClure, Artistic Director of Arts University in Hamilton, New Jersey, Diane Wargo, Artistic Director of the theater company Stars in the Park, and M. Kitty Getlick, Artistic Director of the Kelsey Theater in the West Windsor, New Jersey. All of you are performers, all of you have had your first audition. What was, what was your experience like in, in your very first audition? Uh, I, mine was an audition for a competition, at, and I was 11, and I had to audition to compete. So I had to go and do my little tap number to Alexander's Ragtime Band, and I got <laughs> 16 counts in, and I, my mind went blank. So I'm standing in front of the table, and I'm doing the first 16 counts, and nothing. Okay, try it again, Suzanne. Same 16 counts, nothing. Three times is going to be it, nothing. And... I was devastated because I was, I loved to perform and I, that had never happened to me before. However, the whole idea of not knowing how to handle that for the first time, what an audition is and what does it mean, and it's a testing ground, am I good enough for this, am I not good enough for this, and what that meant, I think it psychologically just sabotaged me at that moment. And I felt so confident, I thought I was confident standing there, however, something came over me at that point. And they were so sympathetic because I think they could sense my enthusiasm. Um, however, you know, that's just how it happened for me. And I'll never forget that moment. I can still feel that feeling of fear and feeling so disappointed in myself. And yet at the same time thinking that being a, a, a goal for me to do better the next time and to figure out why it happened. I was so perplexed as to why it <laughs> happened. How old were you? 11. You were 11. Yeah. And, and looking back, yes. you, was there something that you could have done or somebody could have helped you to do to, to better prepare for that Absolutely. Moment? Yes. Um, because there was no sense of preparation. No one shared with me what I should expect or that there wasn't going to be a mirror there. Mm -hmm. I think I was so used to dancing in front of a mirror all the time, and no one had ever said to me, you're we need to... You're in front of people. Yes, yeah. this, is, this is like how you're going to be on stage, so you have to take that mirror away. And I, I think that the actual process was not explained to me. Just, you know, pat on the back and have a good time and <laughs> smile and, and all those things that you want to say to your kid to support them. However, it's not giving them the tools, per se, mm -hmm. that would give them mm -hmm. this feeling like I... I know what's going to happen, and I can handle it. That's it's why we always tell everybody, audition for anything you can audition for, because the more you do it, the easier it gets, the, you know, the more you'll understand what to expect. Right. And what about you, Kitty, your first audition? I really don't remember. I must have <laughs> blocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. That was a punt. <laughs> no, that's the truth. <laughs> I really you? don't remember. I, you, I was Diane? sitting here and trying to remember, and I think the only the earliest memory I have was a talent show, and I did a dance to Rock Around the Clock, mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't freeze up there, but I remember having to walk off of some step, walks down some steps, and as I walked down the steps, my whole body just took over. Trend. Mm -hmm. and uh, I, I felt so sick afterwards 
uh, and I, I did okay, but uh, that's like the most fearful moment I have yeah. mm -hmm. as far as auditioning. And, and I was probably about 11 or 12. Yeah. Uh, and kids these days are now auditioning at yeah, five and exactly. six years old. Uh, I don't know, maybe that's better because mm -hmm. they don't get nervous because they're too young to understand differently. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, You're putting yourself yeah. out there. Yeah. That's what you have to remember, especially when you're a parent talking to your child. It's a very sensitive and, and intimate thing. And that's the difference that some parents don't quite understand. But she does great in this, 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 and this. Mm -hmm. How come not this? And I try to explain that it's a different thing. When you're dancing and, or you're singing or, or you're performing in any way, I think it's a very, you are revealing something that no one else is expressing. Mm -hmm. It is only you. It, it's not a copy, it can't be. It, nothing is a copy of anyone else because there's only one of you. Right. So it's very, I think it's very personal. And I think that that's why children that I've worked with as I see them growing, I, they are very sensitive in, in good ways and in bad ways. And you see sides of them that are very intimate. I can't explain it in any other word. I feel like it's very... Um, well, there's a vulnerability. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. But we are always very careful to make sure, you know, I mean, that we don't say horrible things to yes. the child, you yeah. know, when they're auditioning. So yes. I, I think the people are very aware of it. Most everybody who's sitting on that side of the table right. has also been on the other sure. side yes. of the table. And, and I think true professionals, true professionals that deal with children understand the sensitivity and mm -hmm. the... Um, and the care and mindfulness that must go into dealing with children specifically. And if that experience isn't nurturing 99% of the time, I, I personally think that a child shouldn't be participating in it. It should be a place that they can feel safe and comfortable and nurtured and grow um, and disciplined mm -hmm. and all of those <laughs> things as well, yeah. so that it's not yeah. a gymboree, but at the yeah, same time absolutely. there's a place of creativity and a place for them to express themselves in a positive way. Mm -hmm. We're talking about sort of the, the the challenge of a child auditioning and 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 that vulnerability, but also the vulnerability in the sense of a competitive environment because they're not just being judged as individuals, but against other individuals. How 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 can parents help the child, you know, deal with the stress of that, deal with the concept that they didn't get the part, okay? Deal with the concept of you got the big part now. Can you do it grace? Can 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 you accept that part gracefully? There's like this so di dynamic that's that I I think is is a challenge for children to go through, mm -hmm. but also parents to understand how to help them go through it. Can you give any suggestions on how the parents can help the the, the child deal with the the audition? You know process. You know from an emotional standpoint, but also the positive and negative outcomes. Well, I know for my daughter, we went into. New York a lot when she was younger and she um, she thought it was her job to get on the train and to go over the side the scene that was given and to go in and to go in front of these people and do that scene and then get on the train we'd go out to dinner then get on the train and come home and uh, there, I, we I never set her up for the expectations of wow you're gonna be a Broadway star and wow you're gonna have the lead in this or that uh, this is just this was a natural thing you went in and you you did the audition if you got something that would be wonderful if you didn't that's okay too because wasn't that fun we just had a great experience and so um, for me I never you know it was never a do-or-die situation it was if you love to do it we'll do it and uh, if you don't get it it's okay because 
because there are a lot of other children out there and uh, something will come your way. So that's how I handled it. I think I think that um, you just support them and you, mm -hmm. you you don't you try not to make that big a deal out right. of it. You know, don't set them up to thinking that they're going to be Annie. Mm -hmm. You know, set them up to thinking they may be the you know one of the orphans. If we're lucky, we'll get in the chorus yeah. of this play. You know, and then if they get something bigger than the chorus, then they'll be very happy. You know, and if they get chorus, they'll be happy. So you, you just said this. You just want to say you want to be the best you you can be. You want to go up there and be the best you you can be and just show them who you are. And then they'll find a place, hopefully, to fit you into the cast, you know, mm -hmm. and you, you leave it at that, really. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it seems like um, the, 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 the great thing about this particular area is that there's so much opportunity for children to perform in shows that if they, if they don't get one, there's always another one they can audition for. And I, I can share the perfect example was, you know, my, my daughter had audition for a show, and I happened to find out before she did, she was not getting in the show. There was an audition very, you know, a couple days later, I said, why don't you audition for that one? She got in that show, and guess what? She forgot the fact that <laughs> right. she didn't yes. get in the first. She was like, wow, that's really disappointing. But I got in the next show. <laughs> exactly. So, so there's so much opportunity for them, even if they, if, if they don't get in the first time or the second time or the third time, there are so many opportunities that, that they could get into. Yeah, so you th if you think of it as practicing auditioning, mm -hmm. you know, you're practicing your auditioning. Every time you go to an audition, you're practicing your auditioning and it's you're getting it better. Yeah, and yeah right. you're developing a skill. I, I keep trying to convince my daughter to try to enjoy the process, and if she enjoys the process of auditioning, then the, the, the fear and the anxiety will go away and she'll actually have fun doing it. It doesn't seem to work. She won't believe me. <laughs> yes, it will. Give her time. Yeah. One, thing think, one thing I'll say that um, I think it, I'll use myself as an example, but w after performing professionally and getting learning that skill of auditioning and feeling comfortable with it and, and getting more things gives you more confidence, so it helps that process. Um, I then got the opportunity to sit on the other side of the table for the first time in casting something as an assistant choreographer, and I, t I, someone said something to me that made a lot of sense, that when people walk in, when that group walks into the door, you want to find those people. You want to find the perfect ensemble. You want to find the Annie mm -hmm. and the, the orphans, so that go in with the mindset that they want they are looking for you. They, they don't want to say, oh, she's terrible, and push that one away. They want to take that first batch to come in and find them because that makes their job easier. They feel prepared and excited and ready. So I think that it, it somewhat can be used to, to, for children just doing community theater and school productions um, in the same sense, that going in and, and encouraging them to do the best that they can, mm -hmm. doing being the best person giving the best audition that they can at that point, just showing off, showcasing their talents, giving their skills, and knowing that they will find the best place to utilize you, mm -hmm. and trusting that, yes. trusting it. Trust Absolutely. is huge. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, I, I will say there is one, I have one downside to, to children doing theater, and that is um, uh, it's something that we all feel, and it's when the show is over, because live theater ends it runs for a specific time and it ends and uh, that's probably the hardest thing to do because you've just been giving 110 percent your adrenaline's been running and you've just really been 
you know, working with all these other people who are giving 110% and the energy that is generated from that is just amazing. The energy backstage, it's, it's tangible. It really mm -hmm. is tangible. And then the energy that you are giving to the live audience and the live audience is giving back to you is tangible and, and cannot be duplicated in any situation like movie theaters or anything like that. Um, and then all of a sudden have that end and they tear down the set and it's not there anymore and you're not going to rehearsals anymore and you're not getting that energy. Um, that's one of the hardest things to deal with is to, you know, not get that post-show letdown. So you have to find ways to, you know, to yes. get around that. I have, you know? I have a mom who, whose son participates in things here at Kelsey and she said when he's not in a show, he's literally, like, depressed and oh, moping sure. around the house and crawling into his, I'll find him in his room, curled up in a ball, you know, just not able to handle the regular activities of daily life. And then when he's in a show, he's just, he is full and alive and fully himself. And what do I do about this, Suzanne? <laughs> and, you know, it's a, it was a tough question. However, I, you know, I sympathized and I do understand. And it, it is, it's, it's having them understand that it is, um, they have to let things go and at the same time cherish as they're doing things mm -hmm. because yeah. what you have to realize that that particular group and that energy will never be replicated no. and it, you can never go back to it. So it's a, it does teach a great sense of um, a lesson of gratitude right. and for being 150%. And living in the moment. Yes, yes. be mm -hmm. present in it yes. 150% mm -hmm. as it's happening because it, it's all going to go away at some point. Mm -hmm. We've talked about... Uh, Parents helping them get started. We talked about the audition. We, you know, we talked about the level of commitment. But I wanted to talk a, li a little bit about how the the, the child the the, ch the child is dealt with during the actual rehearsal and performance uh, process. Um, D Diane, you you've produced and directed both adult musicals and children's productions. In fact, you've developed a reputation as a as a director who works especially well with children. It, in what ways do do you handle um, child performers differently from adults? And in what ways do you handle them the same as adults? Uh, I think the same because I want I teach them that mutual respect, and I, I try to treat them like they are an adult. That you have responsibilities, and this is what is expected of you. Um, differently, I, I guess there's just a, a greater sensitivity to the fact that they are new to this. They don't know everything about theater, and so I spend a lot of time as a teacher teaching them and getting them from point A to point B. Uh, adults, I don't necessarily have to do that with all of them, although there are a few that you have to teach. But uh, I really think it's just about being the teacher as well as the artistic person uh, that has a vision and uh, then treating them as you treat the adults, knowing that they do have that responsibility mm -hmm. and they need to live up to those expectations that are laid out for them. And then, sadly, there are the other things that you have to consider, which is the safety of the child. Yes. Um, uh, you know, we're living in, <laughs> you know, the 21st century now. And uh, so we don't let the children go to the bathroom by themselves. We don't let the children wait outside for their parents. Uh, we make sure that the child is picked up, you know, by their parents, you know, or if they're going to leave with somebody else that we have a note saying, you know, signed note saying that they can leave with this other person. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of things that you do have to, uh, you know, keep an eye on when you are working with child performers because you are in loco parentis during that time period. Yes. <laughs> right, right. right. Yes. <laughs> Um, there, there's all different levels of, of, of theater, you know, going from, you know, from community theater um, to semi-professional, regional, Broadway. I, I wanted to, uh, to, um, to ask you, Suzanne, 
you've worked with children, uh, child performers uh, at the in, in community theater, but also in, in professional theater. Um, can you talk a little bit about the differences between, um, say, community theater and, and Broadway for a child in terms of commitment, expectation, work ethic, lifestyle? Yes. I think in any professional show that I've done, any Broadway show that there's been children, um, especially any tours, as a parent that has stepped into that world with their child, they've stepped into it at a, at, a, at a different level definitely than community theater and school productions because they are giving up an aspect of their life, uh, of their child's life. They're giving up the school process because they need to be in rehearsals 8 to 10 to 12 hours a day so that they have tutors and they don't have a social schedule in the way that an average child would have, which can have many positive um, aspects and many negative aspects. As wonderful of an experience as it is, there are some parents who can't handle the giving up of the regular education, of the norm education, and, and part of that process and don't want their child to lose to lose that um, aspect of their childhood. And as a parent of a three-year-old, I can absolutely understand that. Um, so then making that decision, do I step into, do I step onto the tour with them? Do we all go to New York and we move as a family? There are a lot of different decisions that are made in, in stepping into that. I would say, however, that as a working with children in, in my own school and within community productions over these past five years, I think that as a director, the expectation for how the child participates and commits to the process is still um, the same. So that children are still dealt with in a, a sensitive way at the Broadway level. However, there's um, no room for mistakes. Mm -hmm. So that if, if something does happen, and, and that includes in any situation with a parent, you, um, there's repercussions for that and you'll lose your job because there's other children who are waiting in line for that for that position whereas I think um, that sensitivity that goes into community and um, local shows there's a little bit more leeway in understanding that they aren't necessarily at a professional level and um, that this is that they are new at it and there's a there's steps and stages to having that you know, totally Broadway professional expectation. There's stages and steps to get to that. Mm -hmm. So, so just to the reality check for those parents out there who think their <laughs> their child's going to hit Broadway. Yes. The the, per, the percentage of, oh. of of children who 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 perform in theater who make it to Broadway uh, oh. is minuscule. Less than one. Less than one percent. Less than one percent. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. so th a fair comparison would pro um, you tell me if I'm wrong would probably be. Um, the high community theater is the high school athlete and the lessons that a high school athlete learns, whereas Broadway would be um, that high school athlete who is going to become an Olympic athlete and requires a life change. Absolutely. It is a complete <laughs> surrender mm -hmm. of the of standard life. average yes. life. Right. You have to be willing to give, you know, ev almost every hour of your day to the to the training process because any Broadway child performer is also on top of having tutors and trying to get an education are also taking vocal coaching and acting lessons and private dance, dance with this person and I'm going to go you know learn this with this person because they've got to attain they've got to support 
this, their, this natural ability that they've been given because they may not have had years to study it beforehand. So there's a, a long process that goes into it. And, and it is a family change. It is a family up, upheaving <laughs> that has to happen. Mm-hmm. There, some people have moved across the country. They've moved, they've given up everything, sold cars and houses and lot, you know, given up jobs and needed to move into a small little apartment in New York City to support this child being in right. a Broadway show. Right. Yeah. So that it's, it is a um, very different life than the average American family. <laughs> okay, Suzanne, you, you, you were just mentioning family. Uh, one of the reasons that I invited you all as guests here is because you're all also uh, mothers. Uh, of, of children who uh, either are involved in theater or may become involved in theater. Um, so Suzanne, your, your daughter Maggie's only three, three. years, three years old. Um, with two parents who are performers and who run a performing arts school, Maggie's certain to grow up immersed in the arts as either a participant or at the very least an observer. Have you given any thought to how you'll manage her participation in the arts? Mm-hmm. Is it something you'll start her on very early? Or will you wait until she's literally old enough to say, Mom, I want to do that too? Yeah, we get that question a lot, actually. And she um, she made it very clear, actually, from your production of Singing in the Rain that Michael was in. And she was very enthusiastic of being in the environment, of being able to play in the theater as Daddy was practicing and seeing that process and being on the set at Strike. And she really... She still talks about it, and I think that at three years old, to have memories of going back to the spring at two and a half and still talk about it and specific things. And after watching the show twice, memorized dialogue. Oh, my God. I was really a little bit overwhelmed at that. (laughs) When she started going, yes, 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 no, no, no. (laughs) And I was going, so she is really... She really has been immersed, and, and she has had no choice because it's our life. And as a, as a family unit, we are giving a lot of um, to our school. And she came to us about wanting to do it and made a decision that she was saying that she was ready to go into the classroom and um, has been taking class since the summer in really small little doses and absolutely loves it. And I think that's how it will be for us because we want her, we didn't, you know, gravitate towards sports, but it doesn't mean that she won't. And we want to leave the opportunity open to for her to do what she wants to do. And um, even though we're questioned by that often, we just feel that she's very, and she's very willful, and I feel like she'll say what she wants. And she already has, and she's enjoying lots of it. Wow. And yeah, it's been a, it's been a joy. Now, in arts class, um, you know, children have started that early, three, four years old. Um, in auditions in this area, the age is typically, what, seven, eight years yeah. old mm-hmm. uh, for auditioning. So, um, you know, even if the child is saying, I'm interested, but they're, they're still very young, there's plenty of opportunities, either at Arts University or, or other arts uh, schools in the area, to get them started. Yes, yeah, we have, even in the holiday show, we have um, kids as young as three in just one little small section of it to just give them a little inkling of it. And so far, the rehearsals have been going well, and that's part of uh, as producers and directors, we're giving up some um, some 
concrete knowing of how it's going to go. <laughs> right. We're giving up. We're giving that up, and we're saying that we're going to go with the go with it and see how these eight little girls do. Um, and that's part of the fun of it, and also part of the experience for them. I I think that being on stage and making that transition from studio to stage rehearsal to stage is very is a big part of this process and can sometimes scare away kids and sometimes excite kids so you want to make that transition um, seamless and kind and generous so that they find a love of being in front of other people and feel more comfortable with it because I think that does extend to all areas of their life mm -hmm. so so Maggie represents one end of the spectrum of child starting very young um, uh, Di Diane, I want to talk to you a bit about uh, about Chelsea. Uh, it's common knowledge that you and your daughter Chelsea have a very close relationship. Uh, you've both worked together on many productions over the years. She's pretty much, as you mentioned, um, grown up, you know, in uh, in in theater. Can you talk a little bit about what theater has meant uh, to Chelsea's development as a person and what it's meant to your relationship with your daughter? Um, personally, to her development, I think it's just given her a great confidence in her life. Uh, she's not afraid to talk to an adult. She's uh, not afraid. Uh, we were up at MTV uh, last week at this networking conference, and she was walking up to people and saying, I'm interested in an internship. I'm a freshman in college, and this is what I would like to do. And I sat back and I was, wow, this is because of theater that she is so sure of herself, mm -hmm. and she knows she knows when she's good, she knows when she needs to work on things, and uh, that's a thrill to see that. Uh, it, it's been kind of fun. She, I, was, um, I was pregnant with her when I was performing in a murder mystery up at Peddler's Village, and uh, the, we just kept changing the storyline. The bigger I got, the bigger the storyline <laughs> got. And uh, so I was bouncing around playing this woman named Ida from Australia, and uh, dancing and singing, and um, Chelsea just was born into it. She has uh, made the dance team where at Temple University and they love her there and I think it's because she know we talk and when we're in the car we talk about this happened at rehearsal and that happened at rehearsal and it's amazing to see how perceptive that children are who are born into theater and they see what other people do and they can pick it apart and they, they take from it and they learn a lot. Uh, so I really think that it has given me to have an opportunity to have a, a friendship, a, a working relationship, and of course the mother-daughter relationship with Chelsea. And uh, it's just been a thrill and I know that we will collaborate and we do collaborate. Uh, she's actually the choreographer for Twas and uh, she grew up in Twas and was one of the children roles. And she had a lot to say with when we finally were casting the role that she was no longer playing because there are certain expectations and certain things that she knew that um, that child needed to possess. And uh, it was fun to see her look at children and say, this one's got it. This one's not ready yet. So um, it, it's just a beautiful thing. And uh, I look forward to whatever uh, is in store for the two of us to collaborate on in the future. That's great. Thank you very much for You're sharing. Welcome. We have to wrap up. But before we go, why don't, why don't you let our listeners know what projects you have coming up? Kitty? Our upcoming production is Twas the Night Before Christmas, directed by Diane Wargo. And um, the auditions are, the, are this weekend, the 25th and 26th of October. <laughs> the production is in December. 
and uh, we have a lot of fun and we put a lot of children in it and they they have a great time doing it they're kids who come back every year and that, but we love to see new kids as well great. Suzanne thank you we have um, we have a holiday show as well called All Good Gifts um, that we are producing at Arts University, and we're uh, halfway through rehearsal. We have production running um, the weekend of December 19th, um, and we're having a, a Broadway friend and star, uh, Alicia Irving, coming down to play the title role in the show, and she'll be coming down to work with the kids that last week of tech into the show, which is very exciting. And Romeo and Juliet, a rock musical with dance and singing and acting and uh, the School of Rock in uh, Princeton's coming in to work with us for that, and that'll be Valentine's weekend in February. Diane? Well, as Kitty said so beautifully, uh, I, it's Twas the Night Before Christmas. Uh, we open Friday, December 5th, and auditions are this coming weekend, October 25th and 26th. Uh, you can call 609-530-0912 to set up an appointment. Come prepared with a song and with also a poem. And uh, looking for adults also, but love to bring in new children, and there's lots of great opportunities for them. Great. Thank you all for joining me on Backstage Pass. Thank Thanks you. for having Thank us. You. It was fun. <laughs> If you have a child who wants to perform on stage, feel free to contact the Kelsey Theater to find out about upcoming auditions or to ask about uh, Tomato Patch. The website address is www.kelseytheater.com or contact Arts University to find out which dance, acting, or singing class might be right for your child. The website address is www.artsuniversity.com artsuniversity.com. This has been Backstage Pass. I'm Dan Maurer, and I want to thank my guests and my listeners for joining me.